It can be hard to imagine what having extreme success in the music industry actually looks like. What we see on social media looks great. Fancy cars, clothes, and vacations are nice, but what no one sees is how they got there. Behind the photo, you see your timeline in hours, days, weeks, and months of hard work. The constant travel and promotion for an album sounds exhilarating, but it can also be absolutely exhausting. The morning show performances, radio interviews, award shows, red carpets, music video shoots, tour rehearsals, it's a lot. And it doesn't matter if you're a solo act or part of one of the best-selling girl groups of all time. But if you're Camila Cabello, then I guess it does matter. Camila Cabello was born in Havana, Cuba in 1997 before relocating to Miami, Florida in 2003. When she was in high school, she auditioned for a little show called The X Factor, which paired her with four other girls to form the supergroup Fifth Harmony. Quickly, however, Camila proved herself to be the X Factor of the group, and she started her pursuit of a solo career in 2016. With hindsight being 2020, that seemed to be the right move. Her debut single, Crying in the Club, was released in 2017 and peaked at number 47 in the U.S. However, the world just needed time to get to know who Camila was. Later that year, she hopped on the 24-karat Magic World Tour as an opener for Bruno Mars and partnered with guests as the face of their fall campaign. Her debut solo album, Camila, dropped in 2018 and was a global smash hit. The album reached number one on the Billboard 200, earned platinum certification by RIAA, and her lead single, Havana, topped the charts in several countries. would be a huge year for Camila. She hit the road for her first headlining tour, opened for Taylor Swift on her U.S. Reputation Stadium tour, and she received two Grammy nominations that year, one of which was Best Vocal Album. So how do you follow up such a career-defining year? Release a song with pop superstar Shawn Mendes. That's out. Sean released Senorita in July of 2019, and the song would hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100, as well as number one in 30 other countries. It's casual. The song would go on to earn a Grammy nod for Best Pop Duo Group Performance and was reportedly the third best-selling song globally, globally in 2019. The collabs continued later that year when Camilla jumped on Ed Sheeran's South of the Border, which debuted on Ed's album Number Six. This would not be the last time Ed and Camilla would duet on a single. Like the rest of the world, Camila's plans in 2020 were cut short due to the COVID-19 pandemic. But fast forward to 2022 and it's full steam ahead. Camila recently starred in the latest adaptation of Cinderella. She released her new album Familia in April of 2022, which features Ed Sheeran. And something tells us a new tour may be on the way soon. Camila 
Nicholas seems to have found the balance of both the exhilarating and exhausting side of working in music. And once you find that, the success becomes limitless. My name is Eric Zachary. This is the Spot Podcast, where famous people spot off about more than what they're famous for. And today, that's Camila Cabello. What up? How are you? Chilling. Is there a level of relief when it comes to week of promotion, or is it just the anxieties at the top of the level? Is it nerves? What are you feeling right now? You know, to me, I mean, I feel like before and after therapy will be different answers. Right now, it's before therapy. I think for me, it's a level of, oh, let's go. I'm excited. Um, And then there's also for me, it's like a a stimulation thing. Like I'm like not be super social and and do things on my off time that are very low key so that I don't get like overwhelmed. A lot of self-care, I would imagine, that comes with just like when you have this much going on. That's exactly it, because sometimes I'm in like my social butterfly phase. So I could so easily be like, oh, my God, I'm in New York. Like, let's go. Let's get dinner. Let's right. Um, but I'm trying to be like, girl, you got to self-care and chill because I, you know, those memes that are like I hang out with people for like a night and then I'm like, I need a week off to reach <laughs> Cause I, I, I feel like for a time I was like, maybe I'm not introverted. Maybe it was just anxiety, but I think I, I think I am introverted. Yeah, I, I think we're all kind of having that realization a, as we get a little bit older, whether we want to admit that or not, just like a little bit clearer to go, okay, I need this break, but also, yeah, it's a lot of self-awareness of, okay, how do I put myself first in a non, not to be selfish, but just to be healthy kind of way, you know? Totally. And like, for me, like I love when, when I didn't, hang out with people before that was a hundred percent anxiety. Like now I love hanging out with people, but I think the introverted part is when I realized that I'm like, like my friend and I were talking about this. Like every time we see each other, like one of my friends from Miami, we're like <laughs> for like the first hour, like two hours. And then we finally like relax and get used to each other. But it is that kind of thing where I think like, I'm like, so like sensitive that it's like, it's a lot, even if I'm excited it's a lot like it's overwhelming. So what do you do to, to bring yourself center when maybe it is anxiety when it's not anxiety, but it's just, you know, overwhelming. What do you, what do you do to just center? What, what is your protocol? Well, with my friends, like if I'm seeing a friend, I'm like, can we just, I want to just hang out like a lot so that like with my friend, for example, I'm like, you know, we don't feel like we have to fill up every silence. Um, but on my own, I feel like I need to go, I need to just like be alone. So I feel like I don't have to like, I'm not aware of anybody else's energy or presence. Like I'm just Mm -hmm. like going for a walk on my own or I'm watching a TV show and zoning out, or I'm like reading, um, that helps me a lot. Like to like decompress sometimes it's just, yeah. This episode of the spot podcast is brought to you by story worth. You know, I thought I knew everything about my father. I've grown up with him, obviously. I ran a company with him. He's one of my best friends. That was until one day, a couple days ago, he was telling me about his college days, his his days back in Arkansas when he was playing NCAA basketball. And I just heard a story and I went, wait, that sounds like that sounds like my story. That sounds like something I would have done. How did I not know this? That's why I got him StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your dad or father figure connect through sharing stories and memories and preserves them for years to come. Every week, StoryWorth emails your dad a thought-provoking question of your choice from a vast pool of possible options. 
Each unique prompt asks a question you've never thought of. Like, what's one of the crazier experiences of your life? That's a good one, especially for my dad. Now, when my dad told me about his night in San Antonio, Texas at two in the morning, I was not expecting the answer, but that's the point, right? These are things that I never would have thought to ask my dad. I've really enjoyed reading his answers and their memories I've never heard about and learned until now. Here's the best part. After one year, StoryWorth compiles all those questions and stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that the whole family can share for generations. Or, you know, if there are some stories like my dad has, then maybe it's just for you and your dad. Give all of the fathers in your life a meaningful gift you can both cherish for years to come. Story worth. And right now, for a limited time, you can save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash spout. That's storyworth, S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash spout to save $10 on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash spout. Who doesn't love Taylor Swift? Whether you're a casual fan or a diehard Swifty, 13, a Taylor Swift fan podcast is for you. We're breaking down every single Taylor Swift song along with deep dives into every Easter egg and her best lyrics. Plus, we even have special episodes like Swiftie where we cover breaking news and Clownilia Street where we dissect every extreme fan theory. Subscribe to 13, a Taylor Swift fan podcast for free wherever you listen to podcasts and look for new episodes every Tuesday. So, Familia album, obviously about family. Um, When you promoted it, you said, I want to get this quote exactly right. Uh, You said, I hope it inspires many wine drunk kitchen dance parties for you and your Familia. What kind of wine are we drinking? Well, first for me, like the, the word family to me in that context means with you and your Familia means like your community, your friends, people, your squad. And to me, I don't even like, I can't, for some reason, I feel like I'm like allergic to alcohol or something. Like I like to drink, but my body hates it and my stomach hurts. And then like, I won't drink anything. And the next day I'll be so hungover. So I don't know what is going on with me, but um, I do like red wine. Red wine. Do we have a favorite within that pick? I love a, my, I'm just going to copy my mom. My, my mom drinks Malbec and Merlot a lot. And I love a Brunello. I, I can get behind that. I'm a super Tuscan kind of guy. You know, those deeper reds, the blends, totally. I love a Brunello. You're doing something really, really cool that we're seeing a lot of artists kind of adopt, but you're pretty much on the forefront, which is the TikTok concert and slash music party yeah. to promote the album, but also connect with fans that might not be able to have the opportunity to see you when you come to a certain city or, you know, you know. I think that is so important because it creates so much more of an inclusive culture rather than just saying, hey, you're my fan. Here's my music. This is another opportunity for you to connect with them. Tell me what it's like, how it differs, you know, as you prepare for something that's a a live performance and more traditional. But now you're mixing that with virtual reality elements. It's really fun. I mean, I think that it's exactly what you said. I, I feel like especially in this kind of in our world now, there is so much going on. Um, And I feel like before an album release, it's like, if you just release music and then you see people like a year after for tour, it's just not really that exciting. Like, whereas before maybe like there was just less stimulus and less stuff going on. Um, So time almost like time just moves. Things go so much faster now. Um, And I think like, for me, I'm like, how can I make this 
make this experience as fun and joyful as I can, like for my fans. I want every song to like have a visual. Like I want, you know, like take them on different, as many different adventures as and journeys as possible. So to me, it just feels like a exciting way to have, I love every song having a visual. So this was a really great opportunity to like have it be a visual, but like a performance also. It's not a secret that, you know, you started as a massive fan of music yourself. You know, we all have our fangirl phase too. For me, it was NSYNC. For you, uh, notoriously, you've, you've been across the board, but you've talked about One Direction, some of the other groups too. If you got to be the, the fan experiencing this new virtual reality concert, what's something you would want to see as a fan that would just like, oh my God, I can't believe this is possible? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think to me, it's just like things that are new and things that are visually exciting. And for me as a fan, I, I definitely love to see artists grow and try new things. And to me, I feel like I'm doing that, like in an in a in a way that I think like I never have before and doing something that also is like, you know, like the augmented reality. I was like, whoa, what is that? And that's always what interests me is like, oh, this is like different and cool. Terrible answer, but. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you a five second uh, rebuttal to that. What's like we're predicting the future. Is there any technology that like it doesn't exist yet, but we're like, this would be cool. Oh, I feel like I want the opposite of technology right now. Like I, I want the opposite of technology in the sense that, and I actually am doing this for a performance that I've got coming up soon. I want it to be freaking outside in the sunlight, in the, with mm. our, our natural world. Like, I feel like we're so disconnected and it's like, yeah, technology can be really cool, but I also just want to be fascinated by what is already like, you know, about like by this sounds really woo, but like, it's not like by nature herself. Like that's like the coolest. Maybe use the technology to reconnect with kind of what we've been losing by getting into technology, bring it like very getting heady with it, but yeah, yeah totally. But you know what I mean? And yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. what you said. I too. Camila, it's, it's been so cool to watch your journey over the years. I'm really, really excited for this next chapter for you. Congratulations on everything. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. To see more of our conversation with Camila Cabello, search Spout Podcast on IG or Twitter or at spoutpodcast.com. Next week, the one and only Harry Styles spouts off. You know, I've always felt incredibly lucky to get to do this as my job, but I feel like... Um, more and more I, I kind of feel like just incredibly like lucky that, that this is what I get to do and and I think you know I, I feel like I'm falling more and more in love with, with making music each time I get to do it The Spout Podcast is presented by Alpha Media produced by Mark Long at Gorilla Sound and created by Phil Becker Spout Spout